Okay. So anyway, <clears throat> I want us to start in, uh, oh, let's see, let's go to, um, oh, in, in the Bible here, I want us to go first to um, First Chronicles. Now, Chronicles is actually, let me just, just show you here, it's, it's records, okay? And look how far back they go. These are the earliest generations of mankind. Adam, Seth, Enos, Kenan, okay. I mean, the Bible treats it like we believe this. It's so easy to listen to oh, philosophers, or not so much philosophers, but what, what men's ideas are, and they just think somebody made all this stuff up. But we sure have a lot of details for, for a lie. And, of course, our Savior being Jesus, he referenced all of this. He called himself Ben-Adam, which meant son of Adam. He didn't say, well, son of, when we finally changed from monkeys to apes, no, Jesus called himself Ben-Adam, which meant the son of Adam. That's what the phrase son of man means, okay? Jesus referenced all the way back to Adam. So he's either dead wrong, we're dead wrong today. Well, of course, we know we're not. But anyway, interesting enough. So back here, 1 Chronicles chapter 1, Adam, Seth, da-da-da-da-da, all the way down. Then it gets down to, then you have Noah, Shem, Ham, and, and all these. And it, these lists go on and on, and they're, they chronicalized uh, all these, these things. Uh, just headings here, chapter 2, look at the sons of Israel. There they are. There's the 12 of them. Chapter 3, David's oldest son. So now you can see all these things are, here's the sons of Judah, Perez, and here's the, the oldest son of Israel was Reuben. Look at all these great facts. Now, uh, the book of First Chronicles is um, real interesting. You can actually take Chronicles, like we say, and if you wanted to, and get a jump start from Genesis all the way to where... Chronicles is by just taking Chronicles. But anyway, a lot of details in Genesis. But okay, look at chapter 9 here, 1 Chronicles. The family tree of every person in Israel was carefully recorded. Well, we don't hear that. We think they were on drugs, they were drinking, they just made this stuff up. I mean, do you think the courthouse has made it up uh, about your driver's license or your car tag? No, they know where you live. The IRS, man, they're keeping track of people in the United States. But anyway, carefully recorded in the annals of the kings of Israel. Now, here's this verse I want you to see. Judah was exiled to Babylon. Now, that's Nebuchadnezzar, the burning fiery furnace and all that kind of stuff, okay? Because the people worshipped idols. That's so important. But we're in the Bible Belt today, and we believe Jesus Christ. We believe He's our Savior, okay? We don't know some of the horrible things these guys were doing Related to worshiping idols. We're in a Bible belt. We condemn ourselves a lot. Like, well, I probably shouldn't have raised my voice. I probably shouldn't have done that. That's got nothing to do with this. Nothing to do with this. So when we look at Jeremiah in just a moment, I want you to look at yourself as being Jeremiah in the Bible belt. In other words, you are Jeremiah. Otherwise, we're wasting a lot of time learning about Jeremiah. And we just think it's what Jeremiah said to Israel. No, Israel was worshiping idols, and it was so bad. She was called the queen of heaven. They burned incense to her all day long on every corner of the street. They had nothing to do with the Lord. So if you try to liken yourself to Jeremiah's prophecies and start thinking, well, I guess, man, I'm doomed, I'm doomed. No, you're going to watch the prosperity of the Lord belongs to you and I and the protection of the Lord. So here we go. So they lost it because they worshipped idols. So let's go see Mr. Jeremiah. And he picks up at the end of, uh, uh, of uh, 
Israel being a nation. He's at the very tail end of it. And I want to start in chapter 15 because this is what happens to us sometimes. You know, uh, we can... Um, uh, you know, we can get to complaining. Now, here's Jeremiah going to do some high-tech complaining here, okay? Remember, Jeremiah started out, the Lord called him and says, I don't care what they say to you. I don't care what they look like, Jeremiah. I want you to tell them what I tell you. And Jeremiah said, yes, sir. Well, it was bad news all the time. Jeremiah kept saying, Nebuchadnezzar's coming. You're going to lose your whole nation. Everybody's going to be destroyed. It's going to be horrible. Well, it was starting to get to Jeremiah. So let's pick up what happened here. The Lord was already telling him, says, tell them, the Lord says, those who are destined to death, to death. Those who must die, die by the sword, to the sword. Those who are doomed to starvation, to famine, captivity, whatever. I will appoint four kind of destroyers. I mean, this sounds terrible. Dogs tearing you up. Understand, they're not worshiping God. Jeremiah is saying, the bridge is out, the bridge is out. Remember, they were throwing their kids to the fire. They had nothing to do with the Lord. See, in a Bible Belt like we're at, we don't, we don't get that. You can't drive 50 feet out there on the interstate. Well, further than that. But you, you see this on the side of the road. What happened? Well, first off, we see a cross. And, of course, most of us, we recognize, ooh, somebody had a car wreck there. Well, at least we believe that somebody knows they're in heaven. These people didn't even know anything about the Lord. They didn't want to have anything to do with the Lord. So, anyway, so let's pick up. Jeremiah's finally, it's getting to him. He's in a job situation here. And people are coming at him saying, would you shut up? Don't be saying stuff like that. But Jeremiah had to tell the truth. So remember, we're going to think of ourselves as being Jeremiah. So here we go. Let me skip ahead a little bit. Jeremiah said, what sadness is mine? My mother, oh, that I had died at birth. I am hated everywhere I go. <laughs> what? Oh, that I had died at birth. He said, I am, neither a I am neither a creditor, soon to foreclose, nor a debtor refusing to pay. In other words, that's why the bank's after me. Oh, the phone's ringing. He said, I'm not one of those guys, and I'm not on the other end of it either. What's my problem? Yet they all curse me. Well, let them curse, Lord. You know how I have pled with you on their behalf, how I have begged you to spare these enemies of mine. In other words, Jeremiah was like, Please, Lord, don't let the nation go down. Well, God, had, it, it, man, it already reached, it was as far as God could take it. And remember, they worshipped idols. It was not because, you know, they just, you know, just didn't act Christian-like. It was worse than that. Excuse me, let me fix this stuff. Okay. He says, can a man break bars of northern iron and bronze? This is the people's stubbornness that can't be broken either. So because of all your sins against me, I will deliver your wealth. Uh, and treasures as loot to your enemies. I will let I will have your enemies take you as slaves to a land where you have never been before. My anger burns like fire, and it'll consume you. Jeremiah still says, well, "Okay, Lord, you know it's for your sake that I'm suffering. They're persecuting me because I have proclaimed your word to them. Don't let them kill me. Rescue me from their clutches and give them what they deserve. Your words are are what sustain me." Uh, they are food for my hungry soul. They bring, they bring joy to my sorrowing heart and delight me. How proud I am to bear your name, O Lord. I have, now I want you to show you, he's going to waffle here in a second. Uh, I have not joined the people 
in their merry feast. I sit alone beneath the hand of God. I burst with indignation at their sins. Now look at this. Uh Uh-oh. Now listen, this is what Job said too. And it's what got Job in trouble at the end. Job was not super saint, just like all of us. We can begin to go, Lord, why, why is this happening to me? You know, and start believing it'll never get better. Don't do that. The Lord will always get you out. You failed me in my time of need. (laughs) You have let them keep right on with all their persecutions. Will they never stop hurting me? Look at this. Your help is as certain as a seasonal seasonal mountain brook. Sometimes a flood, sometimes as dry as a bone. Is that something you're supposed to tell the Lord? Well, that's what Job was saying in the latter days of his book, too. Look what the Lord said. Stop this foolishness and talk some sense. Now, remember, the Lord said, Jeremiah, I need you to speak for me. Okay. He had a job to do. A little bit of trouble was coming along the way. But guess what? Nobody laid a finger on him. And that's, the, that's what we're going to look at this morning. You and Jeremiah are the same. Okay. Don't be thinking, well, Jeremiah, I guess I'm on the... He was just super protected. Watch what the Lord said. Stop this foolish, uh, foolishness and talk some sense. Only if you return to trusting me. Whoa, 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 whoa. I, I believe in Jesus. I believe he's taking me to heaven. That's not the subject here. Jeremiah just said, you're about as good to me <laughs> and your help is as good as a, a spring brook. Sometimes it's dry. Sometimes it's there. Oh, don't say that. Don't say that. God called it foolishness. You need to depend on the hand of the Lord to help you at all times. Now watch. We'll see it happen. Watch this. If you return to trusting me, oh, oh, will I let you continue as my spokesman? Okay. You are to influence them, not let them influence you. See, he was whining going, man, nobody's nice to me. Everybody hates me. They curse me. Okay. They'll fight against you like a besieging army against a high city wall. But they will, look at that, not conquer you. For I am with you to protect you and deliver you. Remember, we know the stories. Jeremiah got thrown into a cistern. It was like lights out. Watch him get saved. Anyway, get recovered. Uh, let's see. Say, what's the next phrase here? This is still Jeremiah chapter 15, last part of it. Look what he says. They'll not conquer you. I'm with you to protect you and deliver you, saith the Lord. Yes, I will certainly deliver you from these wicked men and rescue from their ruthless hands. Now, ain't that good to know? What's so interesting here is to know that trust the Lord. Don't try to figure it out. Don't think, well, it'll come today on the mail. or it, You're not going to be able to figure it out. Just know he'll get you out. And that's the coolest place to be in trusting the Lord. Uh, jump ahead here. Let's go to the, the 20th chapter. I want you to see all of a sudden he goes back. He, he's still telling the people that they're going to be in trouble. Anyway, they actually uh, they, they, they put him in. Here's what happened. When Passor, we'll just say Paul, son of what's his name, a man, whatever, some guy named I, the priest in charge of the temple. Now, can you imagine that? This is supposed to be the most spiritual guy in the world. He heard what Jeremiah was saying. He arrested him, had him whipped, put in the stocks at the Benjamin Gate near the temple. Jeremiah 1, verse 3, left him there all night. He ain't going to stay there long. Watch this. The next day, this guy released him. Jeremiah said, the Lord's changed your name. He says, from now on, uh, to call you the man who lives in terror, for the Lord's going to send terror. So this is, uh, it was just, you're going to be carried off to Babylon. Okay, anyway. Now, look at it, verse 7. Oh, Lord, you deceived me when you promised me your help. <laughs> Here he goes off the defense again. You deceived me. 
I've given your messages because you're stronger than I am. But now I'm the laughing stock of the city, mocked by all. You've never once let me speak a word of kindness to them. Well, remember the reason is there was nothing kind you could say to Israel. Okay. Oh, always it's disaster, horror, destruction. No wonder they scoff and mock and make my name a household joke. Whoops. Oh, oh. Make my name a household joke. Oh, let's see. Yeah. And I can't quit. For if I'll say I never again mention the Lord, never speak in his name, then his word is like a fire in my bones. I can't hold it any longer. Yet on the other side, I hear whispers. Look at this. I'm hearing people whisper threats that I'm afraid we will report. They say, even those who are my friends are watching, waiting for a fatal slip. He will trap himself and then we'll get our revenge. Notice what he says. But the Lord stands beside me as a great warrior. Praise the Lord. Psalm 91. We're standing in the shadow of the Almighty, aren't we? This is what Jeremiah says. Uh, Before the mighty one, the terrible one, they shall stumble. They cannot defeat me. They shall be ashamed, thoroughly humiliated, and they shall have a stigma upon them forever. The Lord Almighty, who knows who are righteous and examines the deepest thoughts in mind. So do you see how he's talking about us here? He didn't say, well, I'm just getting this one-time free ride. Don't anybody get an idea he's going to help you. Oh, yes, he will. Anyway, come on down here. Uh, he says, therefore, I sing out thanks to you. I'll praise him for he has delivered me poor and oppression. Now, all of a sudden, look at this. Oh, man, he goes off the deep end again. He says, man, but yet, cursed be the day I was born. So it's, he's not vacillating here other than just, oh, here I go again. <clears throat> but anyway, so uh, he's experienced a little day-to-day trouble there. Now, I want us to skip ahead. Here we go. There's some more details, but I'm going to jump straight to... Uh, Oh, oh, yeah, 30, uh, I'm going to, uh, to 34 here. Now, this message came to Jeremiah from the Lord when Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and all his armies from the kingdoms he ruled had came and they fought to Jerusalem. Okay, he said, go tell Zedekiah the king, the Lord says, uh, that I will give the city to the king of Babylon. He's going to burn it. And you'll not be able to escape. You're going to be captured, taken before the king of Babylon. That's Nebuchadnezzar. And he's going to pronounce the sentence against you. But listen, O Zedekiah, king of Judah. God says, uh, you won't be killed in war or carnage, but you'll die a quiet death among your people. They're going to burn incense in your memory, just as your fathers did. They're going to weep and say, alas, our king is dead. I have decreed this, says the Lord. Anyway, Jeremiah sent that to the king of Zedekiah. I mean, the king Zedekiah. At this time, the Babylon's army, man, they're trying to attack Jerusalem, okay? Uh, let's see. Uh, let me skip down just a little bit. Uh, okay, hold on just a second. Oh. Uh, all right, let's pick up right here. In the 37th chapter, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, he didn't appoint this one king to be the new king of Judah. Instead, he he named Zedekiah, who we were just talking about. But neither Zedekiah nor his officials, uh, uh, nor the people who were left in the land, listened to what the Lord had said through Jeremiah. I mean, they weren't going to listen at all. Jeremiah was trying to give them a way out. Nevertheless, Zedekiah sent this guy, he was a priest, to ask Jeremiah, look at this. And, And at this point, Jeremiah was stuck in prison. They stuck him in prison. They asked Jeremiah to pray for them. Now, Jeremiah had not been in prison yet. Well, he wasn't in prison here, excuse me. Uh, So he should come and go as he pleased. When the army of Pharaoh, now what happened is Israel had paid for Pharaoh to come help them. Now, Nebuchadnezzar's up north, and he's trying to raid Israel. Pharaoh's army comes up to try to help out, which wasn't going to help. 
remember, they, they needed the Lord. It wasn't going to help by just trying to bail yourself out some other. They're, they're still worshiping the sun and everything else. Anyway, so the Babylonian army withdrew from Jerusalem to fight the um, Egyptians. So now Nebuchadnezzar, he backs off a second to go attack, uh, to go attack uh, uh, Israel. I mean, excuse me, Judah. <laughs> Egypt. Here we go. The Lord God of Israel says, tell the king of Judah who sent you to ask me what's going to happen. Pharaoh's army, though it came here to help you, is about to return to, in flight to Egypt. The Babylonians are going to defeat them and they're going to send them scurrying home. Well, that's what happened. Anyway, he says, don't fool yourselves that the Babylonians are gone for good. They're not. Even if you destroyed the entire Babylonian army until there's only a handful and they lay wounded in their tents, yet they would stagger out and defeat you and put this city to the torch. Now think about that. God says, I don't care if there's only three of Nebuchadnezzar's army. They're going to wipe you out. So do you see that Jeremiah, we're supposed to be the protected ones. And this here is showing that their defense is totally down. Why? Why is their defense down? Why are they defeated and stuff? Because they don't worship the Lord. Anyway, picking up some more here. Let's see. The Babylonian army set out from Jerusalem uh, to engage Pharaoh. Of course, they wiped him out. Jeremiah, start, look at this. Jeremiah started to leave the city to go to the land of Benjamin. So here we are. This is like you and me today. We're like Benjamin. To go see this property he had bought. But as he was going out the gate, oh my goodness, a sentry arrested him and treated him as a traitor and said he was defecting to the Babylonians. The guard making the arrest was Arijah, son of, okay, whoever. Jeremiah said, that's not true. I have no intention of doing such a thing. But this guy wouldn't listen. He took Jeremiah before the city officials. They were incensed with Jeremiah. They had him flogged and put in the dungeon under the house of Jonathan the scribe, which had been converted into a prison. So here you are. Now you're in jail again. Well, watch how long it lasts. It don't last long. Okay. Jeremiah was kept there for several days. But eventually, look what happened. Zedekiah sent for him to come to the palace secretly. This is so funny. The king asked him, is there any recent messages from the Lord? <laughs> Jeremiah says, yes, you're toast. I mean, the message never changes. You'll be defeated by the king of Babylon. But now watch this. He's pleading with him. Zedekiah had a way out. But Zedekiah wouldn't listen. I want you to see this. Jeremiah broached the subject of his imprisonment. Notice he says, that this is interesting. He says, what have I ever done to deserve this? He asked the king. What crime have I committed? Tell me what I've done or your officials to the people. Where are those prophets that told you the king of Babylon wouldn't come? In other words, they're all going, oh, Nebuchadnezzar's not going to come. The Lord's going to do this. Man, none of that happened. Boy, Babylon came marching down there. Nebuchadnezzar showed up. And we said, listen, O Lord, my king, I beg you. This is Jeremiah talking. Don't send me back to that dungeon or I'm going to die. Well, look what happened. Zedekiah commanded that Jeremiah was not returned to that dungeon. Wow. And he was given a place in the palace instead, the palace prison, and that he was given a small loaf of fresh bread. And I don't think they had it all. They were eating each other. Remember the harlot's daughter, the harlot's kids were, they ate one one day. And this was a terrible siege. Nebuchadnezzar had blocked off everything. And he said, well, at least give him some of the fresh bread we got, as long as there was any left in the city. All right, now, skipping ahead, here we go, 38. Now, but when this guy, uh, let's see, they heard uh, what Jeremiah was telling the people, that everybody remaining in Jerusalem would die by sword, starvation, disease, anyone surrounding Babylon, sur but anyone surrounding the Babylonians would live, and the city of Jerusalem would surely be captured by the king of Babylon. They went to the king and they said, this guy's got to die, kill him. 
He's got to die. Now watch what happens. Zedekiah said what? All right, do as you want. I can't stop you. Watch this. They took Jeremiah, lowered him by ropes in an empty cistern. See, they wanted to kill him. That belonged to some guy here of the royal family. No, There was no water in it. And there was a thick layer of mire at the bottom. I mean, like quicksand. Oh, my gosh. Jeremiah sank into it. Now, remember, we already know what Jeremiah is thinking. Remember, God said, shut this foolishness up. I'm going to protect you. You tell them what I told you to say. And now he's being thrown. It's like, who is helping? Who's watching? I need to know. I don't even have a cell phone. Nobody knows. God knows where you're at. He does. Don't worry. Watch the rescue happen here. This is so fantastic. And also, the guy that rescues him, guess what? God says, you're a good man. I'm going to make sure you're all right too. All the time, there's rescue taking place for those that love the Lord. So here we go. Watch this great story. Probably all we'll have time for. Here he is right here. This guy by the name of Ebed-Molech. I mean, come on. We do understand Ethiopian. We'll just call him Ed. Or we'll call him Eb. Oh, Eb. He was an important palace official. Let me tell you, God knows how to get somebody close to the key people that you need. And you don't even have to set it up. The Lord does it. When, when Mr. Eb, an important uh, palace official, he heard Jeremiah was in the cistern. <gasps> what? He rushed out of the gate of Benjamin where the king was holding court. You don't interrupt court, but guess Oeb did. Wow. My Lord, the king, these men have done a very evil thing in putting Jeremiah in the cistern. Well, don't you think the king would have said, well, I don't give a crap. I can't stand Jeremiah. That has nothing to do with it. The Lord keeps his word, and you and I are protected. He said, they've done a terrible thing. He'll die of hunger. All the bread in the city is almost gone. Look at that. The king commanded Oeb. Take 30 men and pull him out of Jeremiah and pull it pull out Jeremiah before he died. Now Dustin's a real strong guy here, but think about this. It wasn't Jeremiah and Charlie. It was 30 of them. And what? I'm gonna tell you the story in advance. They threw a bunch of clothes down there, cloths, and they told Jeremiah, put them under your arms so it won't hurt you. And they lifted him out. That's like a helicopter lift. Praise the Lord. Now remember, why do we have these details? You have these details for you and I. Here they go. So what they did, they discarded uh, supplies where clothing was kept. They found some old rags and garments. They took them down the cistern and lowered it to Jeremiah on a rope. Eb called out to Jeremiah, use the rags under your armpits to what? Protect you from the ropes. Praise the Lord. Then when Jeremiah was ready, they pulled him out and returned him to the palace prison where he remained. In other words, they put him back in that other prison. Okay. One day, watch this, Zedekiah sent for Jeremiah to meet him at the side of the temple. I want to ask you something. Now, this is the king. He knows he's in trouble. Now, watch, watch how he does not trust the Lord. This is real important. The king says, don't you hide the truth. Jeremiah's like, I've always been telling you the truth. You're going to kill me if I tell you anyway. Jeremiah says, if I tell you the truth, you'll kill me. You won't listen to me anyway. Zedekiah says, oh, yeah, I will. I will. Tell me what, what's going to happen. So King Zedekiah swore by the Almighty God, his creator, that he would not kill Jeremiah or give him to the men that were after his life. Jeremiah said to Zedekiah, the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says, if you, this, man, I, I wished I was Zedekiah because I would do something different. Trust the Lord. Even though you were an idiot, even though you worshiped the sun, even though you, you have a way out. The Almighty God, he says, if you'll surrender to Babylon, you and your family shall live in the city and not be burned. If you refuse 
to uh, surrender. This city will be set afire. The Babylonian army will come and you will not escape. Notice what the king says. Look, I'm afraid to surrender. I can't do it. My staff will be mad at me. Or the ones who already went to Babylon, they're going to say I defected and they're going to be mad at me. The Babylonians will hand me over to the Jews that defected. Who knows what will be done to me. Do you see... Jeremiah could say, hey, listen, I've been there, done that. Don't matter who's against you. If the Lord's on your side, you're not going to be touched. But the truth is, Zedekiah said, I can't do it. Zedekiah, I'm going to speed forward and just paraphrase. Just Zedekiah didn't do this, and he was afraid. He said, I can't do that because they're, they're going to get me. Zedekiah tried to escape when Nebuchadnezzar broke through the wall. And they, they searched the city looking for Zedekiah. He escaped through a tunnel, but they caught him. They caught all his sons too. They made Zedekiah. They had him tied up and they had him watch all his kids get executed in front of him. Zedekiah watched all his kids executed, sons, whatever. And then they ripped his eyes out. And then they sent him to Babylon to be a slave. He could have had this right here if he only trusted the Lord, but he wouldn't. Now remember the reason he wouldn't. He doesn't know anything about trusting the Lord. He'd rather trust in the sun God and all this other crap. But even when you hear what happened to Zedekiah, that's not for us. You and I are not destined for that. Okay, anyway. Jeremiah replied, you won't get into their hands if you'll only obey the Lord. Your life will be spared. All will go well with you. That's amazing. If you surrender to the Lord, as the Lord said... All the women left in your palace will be brought out and given to the offers of the Babylonian army. And these women are going to taunt you. Find friends you have, those Egyptians. They betrayed you, left you to your fate. All your wives and children will be led out to the Babylonians and you will not escape. And that's what happened too. Anyway, Zedekiah said to Jeremiah, On pain of death, don't tell anyone you told me this. And if the officials hear that I talked with you and threaten you with death unless you tell them what stuff, just say you begged me not to send you into that doggone dungeon again. And that's exactly what happened. After this happened, what's well, the last little note here? Sure enough, it wasn't long before the city officials came. Jeremiah asked him, uh, Jer the, the city officials came and they asked him, hey, what were you talking to the king about? So he said what the king had told him and they left him finding out the truth for the conversation had not been overheard by anyone. Anyway, Jeremiah was confined in the, like, he's in this prison yard till Jeremiah, I mean, till Jerusalem was captured. Now I'm going to speed ahead. Start right here. This is the general for Nebuchadnezzar, captain of the guard. He took Jeremiah along. Ah, excuse me, I'm a little, little ahead of myself. Oh, uh, okay. They attacked Jerusalem. They got it. Nebuchadnezzar, they, they, they breached the wall. They came in in triumph. And uh, these, these guys, man, they wiped out Jerusalem. Zedekiah and his soldiers, remember this is the story. They tried to escape. Uh, anyway, watch this. The king of Babylon made Zedekiah watch as he killed his children. Oh, terrible. Then he gouged out his eyes. Now, they burned Jerusalem. Now you say, where the heck is Jeremiah? He's still in Jerusalem. Watch this. And the Lord had promised to keep him safe. And he does the same thing for you. Meanwhile, Nebuchadnezzar told his general, where's Jeremiah? Can you believe the top dog in the whole world? He's king of all the world. Nebuchadnezzar was. He's looking for you. Hey, where'd Richard go? Where's Josh? He's here somewhere. What for? He's going to do something great for you. He said, see that he isn't hurt. Praise the Lord. Look after him well and give him anything he wants. Boy, where have we heard that before? The Lord always do that for you. So anyway, Nebuzaradan, the king of the guard, man, they looked for this guy. Boy, they found him. 
They sent soldiers to bring uh, Jeremiah out of prison, put him in the care. Now, this is the new governor of the new governor of Jerusalem. Okay, set up by Nebuchadnezzar. They said, take him back to his home. Jeremiah lived there among his people. Praise the Lord. Now, this is interesting. He says, the Lord gave the following message to Jeremiah. He says, send this word out to, look at, uh uh-oh, who was this guy? Eb. He was the guy that rescued him. Send this personal message to Eb. The Lord God of Israel says, I will do to this city everything I threaten. In other words, famine, disease, all horrible things. I will destroy it before your eyes, but I will deliver you. You shall not be killed by those you fear so much. As a reward for what? Trusting me, I will preserve your life. Praise the Lord. Where are we at? Jeremiah 39. Boy, I don't know where I've been, but I never heard any of these things in church. It's like we never got to it. As a reward for trusting me, I'll preserve your life and keep you safe. My goodness, my goodness. Oh, one last note here. In, in the, the, oh, oh, let's see. Notice what the, the general for Nebuchadnezzar says. He took Jeremiah along the road with all the exiles. They were going to Babylon, and, uh, but he released him. The captain called for Jeremiah and said, You know, the Lord God brought that disaster on this land just as he said he would because the people sinned against the Lord. Now what? They worshiped idols. He said, look at this. I'm going to take your chains off and let you go. Praise the Lord. Now look what he says. If you want to come with me to Babylon, fine. Now you do realize Babylon is, that's the same town as Sodom Hussein is in Iraq. That's the same place. Same place. I'll see that you're well cared for. And guess what? Zedekiah could have had this too. But he didn't. But if you don't want to, it's okay. Look at this. The world is before you. Praise the Lord. Where you go, uh, go where you like. If you decide to say and return to the governor of Jerusalem, who has been appointed governor, okay, whatever, and stay with him, he said it's up to you. Go wherever you like. Last little note I want you to say. Let's stop. Watch it. Look what he says. Nebuchadnezzar gave Jeremiah some food and money and let him go. Praise the Lord. And this is not the last rescue you see in Jeremiah. Maybe we'll get to it next Sunday. But praise the Lord. Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you that just like Jeremiah, we're trusting the Lord. We're not worshiping the sun God and doing things like that and calling on some other idol to get us out of help. We know to trust you. And so that's what we're going to do. We saw that Jeremiah was doing, uh, you know, he he would get off his faith a time or two, but he got right back on it. And so that's what we're going to do. We're going to keep our faith in you. Whether it's finances or whether it's health or any other problem we might face, boy, you're the great God and you'll get us out of trouble. So that didn't leave anything left but for us to leave a track record of us trusting the Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Yeah, amen. Ooh, praise God. Can't, it's, it's amazing to me.